From their bunker deep within the Queen City of Cincinnati, a peek beneath the surface, and some guy in Ohio are taking it back. Hey everybody, welcome to Taking It Back to Podcast. I'm some guy in Ohio. And I'm a peek beneath the surface. Uh, I'm going to need to see some ID. <laughs> you didn't expect that I one, did you? That yeah, one you did. Way. That was fresh and new. Oh, you spent a whole week thinking that Maybe one up, didn't had, you? Actually, it took two seconds. I was just sitting here going, what am I going to say today? And I'll be darned, it just came out. Uh, welcome to the podcast. If you're new here, where the hell have you been? Well, where have we been? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had a little uh, technical issue last week and uh, recorded a podcast that uh, sounded more like uh, Daisy and Donald mm. uh, than uh, some guy in the peak. Yeah, so here we are for take two, sort of, kind of. Actually, it is. <laughs> Only because what we were going to talk about last week is still topical this week. Um, at maybe even more so this week. So, um, so uh, we got a great show. We're going to be talking about the uh, Canadian trucker convoy and uh, give our takes on it and, and what we think, uh, you know, about the effects really on the globe. So, uh, and uh, we're also going to be talking about um the uh, uh bonds for the win if you haven't heard uh surety bonds uh for the win and uh that the win actually involves uh mandates and stuff at the in this particular case the school board level but it could be anyone who's bonded that's uh breaking laws or uh whether they be international local yeah, so we've got a lot of good information on that. So yeah. stick around, and you might learn something new. I don't know. No, I, I don't think as many people have heard about I it. I know. As... I'm just saying. Are they really going to learn anything from I, us? I, well, <laughs> may, <laughs> that, that's I'm a good kidding. question. Well, maybe uh, uh, learn a new direction of place to go look for more information. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we are the uh, Google Podcast. <laughs> so, uh, uh, no, uh, no, actually, it this is actually a, it was developed for exactly this situation. Uh, whomever <laughs> came up with... Uh, public officials needing to be bonded was a genius in my opinion because it's a way that we can use in order to make our elected officials uh do what we want right to hold them accountable right personally not not uh you know some uh insurance agency or or uh uh you know government funds uh, are going to pay for their stupidity. It's going to come out of their wallet. So it's a it's it's great, and and uh, we'll get to that in the second half. And and uh, I think uh, it's going to excite the people that don't know about it. Yeah, I would uh, agree to the point where this might actually be better than the lottery. It very well could be. In many in many <laughs> states, it could be very lucrative for folks. Right. Yeah. Uh, and even well, we'll get to that when we get yeah get right to it because yeah. 
because uh, it is actually pretty exciting. And if you don't know about it, uh, bonds for the win. We're we're going to cover that in the in the second half. Uh, if you need to get a hold of us, you can do that at the get the show notes or or contact either myself or a peak. You can do that at podcast.takingitback.us, and uh, you can use the uh, contact uh, link at the top of the page, or you can click on the envelope in the left sidebar um, on the website, uh, or you can contact us at uh, Taking It Back Podcast at protonmail.com. I almost forgot what the email address was. <laughs> and how do they get a hold of you? You can find me at a peekbeneaththesurface.com and just send me a private message. Yes, you can. So uh, at a peekbeneaththesurface.com. And uh, actually, let, let's just cover a peekbeneaththesurface.com just shortly before we get into the truckers. Okay. Uh, the reason I say that is because. Uh, the the website a peak beneath the surface dot com uh, is like Facebook and Twitter combined. It, there the the main page is where you can see all the activity that people are doing on the website, uh, but it also has like groups and stuff like that, like Facebook, where Twitter doesn't. Uh, Facebook has that, or Getter. You know, Getter is basically Twitter. Um, so it, it's it's has the features of uh, Twitter, but it also has some features like Facebook, and uh, it's a social network, and you know you can invite friends. It's it's obviously it's uh, free speech, <laughs> and uh, and we cover all kinds of things. I mean, there's already groups on there for like uh child trafficking and and uh memes i think isn't there something i, I don't know if i did memes oh, i've got i've got a music and, group yeah, on there music and we've got our podcast group on there right um but but yeah i mean it I'd like to you know encourage everybody to go check it out and actually join and create a profile too um you know i'd like to see more people there yeah i mean we get and invite some, your friends yeah so, uh, but, I mean, you can do, you know, uh, a lot of the similar things that you can do on, you know, other social networks. It's just, you don't have to worry about what you're saying as long as it's legal, you know? I mean, as long as what you're saying isn't illegal uh, or what you're posting there, then, you know, it's it's completely free and open and, and uh, fun, actually. It's, you know because you can see all the activity yeah that was the one thing i hated about twitter was that unless you are following somebody or you go look at trends or whatever you don't see everything that's going on on the on the site um parlor did have the ability to see what was being posted even outside of your followers or who you followed um and uh getter uh it does too but uh and that that was the feature that i didn't like about twitter and why i just never got into twitter i've had several twitter accounts for the websites and i still have a few but i never go there because i never enjoyed it 
you know, unless I was following the 175 people, I wasn't getting a full grasp of what right. was going on. Right, you're seeing the Twitter. same things over and over again. Right. So, uh, so but I, we do both have profiles there, and we just need to get more people to join us. Actually, yeah. And so, since I built it, or or we're we're lo- we're low budget, so right. we aren't Getter or Gab or anything right. like that. So it's just going to be word of mouth growth. Right. Right, it's going to be you inviting people, like-minded people, to the to the site. So, um, so yeah. So right now, you know, there's just a small smattering of people on there, and uh, uh, probably whatever username you want to create is available there. So, uh, so uh, get over to a peek beneath the surface dot com and uh, get your uh, get your profile created. All right, so something great happening, not just in Canada, mind you, but around the world, maybe not as uh, exciting as in the U.S., but uh, in uh, Australia, uh, it seems to be a little bigger thing, the truckers, than than in the U.S., uh, Come to think of it, I haven't heard anybody even talk. You know, there was the initial stories that came out about U.S. doing the same thing from from uh, California to D- to D.C., but um, I ha- I don't really see that many articles being posted about. Well, I think I, I think they're all being suppressed. Uh, but I mean, I I did see last week them talking i say them um i can't say you know don't recall who specifically but that there was talk of the u.s truckers doing it from california to dc but like you said i haven't seen anything recently i think a lot of it's being suppressed however i did see a tiktok video i think it was a tiktok video um the other day from a trucker or somebody i just can't recall exactly who it was um that i saw that did it was mentioning rather than the truckers going to D.C. where they're being expected, but have all the U.S. truckers head to the southern border and bring attention to the border. (laughs) And, you know, maybe the politicians and other people might actually show up down there to actually see firsthand what's going on. Ah, well, yeah, I guess I could see that, but... uh... You would think that they would send a portion of the drivers, not make that the the whole thing. The whole point, I think, of uh, what the Canadian truckers are doing is they want to end. They want to get back to normal, right? And they want to end the mandates, and they've lit a fire under people. And I know a lot of U.S. truckers have joined. The Canadian truckers and then the farmers have even joined. <laughs> so what are they saying that I, I guess in the U.S. obviously we there are only a few locations left that are even clinging on to the mandates. I mean, we haven't had mandates, uh, mass mandates here for months now. Right. I, I think it was in regards to the vaccine mandates that. Uh, Trudeau. Well, it's all of it. Right, right. Because they're on lockdown. Vaccine mandates and not being able to cross the border if you were an unvaccinated trucker. And that's only exasperating the supply chain issues that 
all countries that that are occurring really around the world. I saw that the European truckers were going to do a convoy there too. Yeah, but and, here's the thing: that ninety percent, according to the Canadian government, ninety percent of the truck drivers are vaccinated, fully vaccinated, whatever they consider fully vaccinated now. So I, I'm not sure what. Of course, that number is probably way, way inflated, off. right? Because they want to say that their mandates are not the problem. Well, Trudeau said it himself. It's a small fringe group of mm. people who have uh, un what was it un uh oh my gosh what was I don't know what you're trying exactly? to say but that small fringe group sure is awfully damn big as <laughs> yeah like... <laughs> but they had unrealistic demands or whatever right well it, well and it's it, it's just ridiculous he's scared of him right i mean as soon as well, he's, the in convoy, boy, he's been in hiding way, then he goes in hiding then suddenly has covid and has to quarantine um, well that's because <laughs> he, he learned the truckers weren't going anywhere right, right here's here's my thing he he calls the the police or the military and says you need to get them trucks out of town and they they ask him well how do you expect us to do that so they call the tow trucks. And suddenly all the tow truck drivers the tow truck have companies COVID. don't want to touch that. <laughs> Here's the thing. The people who have the trucks that can tow the trucks, <laughs> that's their customers. Exactly. Or the truck drivers. <laughs> right, right. Now, imagine if it got out that a, a truck towing company was towing trucks from this convoy. Do you think that company would be in business the next day? Not for very long, and I would imagine well, maybe that the, the number day. the number of truck tow trucks are far outnumbered by the thousands of the actual trucks that would need to be towed. I'm telling you <laughs> that if if a I would think that a tow truck maybe not in Canada because they're nice people. But in the U.S., if a tow truck driver came to hook up to some a trucker's convoy <laughs> truck, and there were and there were you know uh, a thousand of them there, that guy would be beat by a thousand truckers. I mean, they're not going to put up with it. I mean, they. I I remember back in the uh, I think it was the seventies or eighties when the Teamsters here in Cincinnati went on strike, and. There were people on uh, on highway exit ramps that were sniper shooting people, oh not people, but their vehicles, for breaking the the Teamsters line. That was back in the day when that kind of thuggery went on. I mean, the unions have been kind of broken, you know, these days. They're not the the management the uh, the the management of the unions is a lot bought off. They're just bought off is what it is. So uh, anyway, I just remember my dad being a, a union steward for his job. He was in the Teamsters Local 100 in Cincinnati. And uh, I just remember the stories on the news about uh, this happened actually in Milford. Oh, did it? At the Milford exit. 
where somebody's uh, vehicle truck had been shot and uh, uh, the only place it could have happened was because it happened going uh, what is that westbound or northbound on 275 where the theater is and uh, uh, the theater you can see all mm-hmm. the yeah. so they were shooting from that area that wooded area on the other mm-hmm. side of the theater and and uh, so they, they uh, you know, that kind of uh, mentality or, or brotherhood, you know, you just, you don't mess with. And, and at least back in that, those days. And uh, so, yeah, but we're talking about Canada here. So it's right. probably not, <laughs> not quite the same thing. They're, they're nice people. But. Right. But you're right. So he, he, qu- he couldn't have them removed. I saw somewhere that... Um, well, then they have all the false flag Antifa people out pretending to be uh, part of the yeah, trucker. They got the, they got the swastikas. Freedom and, uh, truckers trying to make it look like the truckers are causing Here's havoc. my thing. Since when did the Confederate flag become a swastika? <laughs> I, I I mean, I understand they, they like to cling on to this... Uh, this uh, uh, part of our history that none of us and none of you had anything to do with uh, slavery. Not, none of us had anything to do with slavery. My parents had nothing to do with slavery. My grandparents had nothing to do with slavery. Mm-hmm. We are three generations removed, at least, obviously more, but I'm just saying, in my case, I don't know about my great-great-parents, but my guess is they were poor farmers in Tennessee like my grandparents and my parents. And uh, so uh, that that's my guess. And uh, so that would be four generations deep. So my point is, is that somebody has a Confederate flag and somehow that's tied to white supremacy and, you know, slavery and I, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't understand. I mean, uh, it's a part of history. It's a, it's a flag. Right. <laughs> I mean, and 10 years ago, it wasn't an issue, but it's the narrative they need to paint that. Well. Um, and why would Canadians who are who are fighting for freedom have a Confederate flag? Exactly. That's, yeah, what, that's, that's the what other makes thing. This right. So yeah, good point. <laughs> is that there's a Confederate flag, the the South of the United States, and they're and they're in. The south of Canada, I, <laughs> right? There, uh, the, what's the connection to the Confederate flag of the United States and Canada have any connection whatsoever? Well, I mean, maybe it was an American who had a Confederate flag, but even if that were the case, what does that flag in Canada have any meaning whatsoever to any Canadian? None, unless they were Americans or are still Americans in Canada. And even if that were the case, what does that one person with a Confederate flag does not a 
white supremacy group make. Exactly. It's one jackass who thought it was smart to bring a Confederate flag to a freedom party for Canada. Mm, right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty crazy, but the, I, I think what what they're doing is in, infectious, and I it it's good to see. Well, it is. Despite the media. Uh, not wanting to cover it or trying to twist the narrative, and then GoFundMe has now confiscated nine million dollars from their fundraising campaign, and is in planning on you know if you don't request a refund, they're going to use those funds for whatever they want. So they have literally stealing. I the think money. the better idea was we were listening to Red Pill seventy eight last night, and uh, I think the better idea. Is everybody who donated the nine or ten million dollars total needs to call their credit card company or their bank and do a chargeback? Oh, yeah. Because not only will they get their money back, but GoFundMe will be penalized a fee for the chargeback. Yeah. Or they'll whatever whatever the penalty is. I don't know. Who cares what it is? Think about this. It was $10 million. So if 30 million people, you right, know, you know right. what I'm donated saying? Right, donated 10, or, you know, even donated if it's 500,000. 50 bucks, right. If it's 500,000 right. people that donated to get the $10 million, that's one, even if it's 3%, that's 1.5 million. Not only do they have to pay back the 9 million to the people who, who gave the money, they also have to pay $1.5 in chargeback fees. So it, that's not coming out of the $10 because all that money came back. So not only do they have the, the, the you know, if you donated $1,000, they're getting that, but then they'll also have to pay like a 3% chargeback fee or whatever that chargeback fee would be. Yeah, I, I predict that this is going to be the downfall of GoFundMe as a well, you know, I, a big portion of GoFundMe because yeah, but what? they don't really have any overhead, so to speak. I mean, it's an online thing. So I mean, well, they it, already keep a percentage of everything that people do. That's what I'm saying. The lefties are still going to use it, though. Right. So I mean, there are people who are well, still going to use. They'll it. lose half of their right. base. Exactly. Well, yeah. I mean, after this. I can't imagine any Canadian will be using GoFundMe. They'll just go to Gifts and Go. Right. And most conservatives, too. I will never use GoFundMe. I'll tell you this. Last night, uh, I can't remember. Oh, I was watching uh, Viva Fry Viva on uh, on Rumble. He was live in, in Ottawa last night. And I think he's live there now. And uh, But I remember... Them, they're the ones who brought up the uh, the actual chargeback thing last night was with Beaver mm -hmm. Fry, not Red Pill. But they, uh, uh, where the hell was I going now? Oh, I went to, uh, uh, so I went to Give, Send, Go because they were posting that uh, there had been a Give, Send, Go started because of the BS with uh, with uh, GoFundMe, and I I got on there when I first read it in the chat room, 
uh, but I couldn't get on it the rest of the night. Because it was so busy, wasn't they, it? They right? were getting I mean, hammered. Right. Uh, because everybody started posting articles. Uh, I think uh, Tim Poole uh, forwarded a, a Gateway Pundit article to Viva Fry. Uh, and if you're not following Viva Fry on uh, Rumble, or I think he's still on uh, YouTube, but it's V-I-V-A-F-R-E-I, I think. And uh, if you're not following him, you need to. I mean, he's a Canadian and a lawyer or a former lawyer. And uh, he just puts out great content. And he gives, uh, you know, his opinion on, uh, you know, lawsuits that are generally involve either topical things or uh, right-leaning things. Uh, but... Uh, uh, so I, when the article started coming out is when I couldn't get on there anymore. When everybody started, the buzz, you know, had started. Gateway Pundit had put out an article. Uh, Breitbart had put out an article about the same time. Maybe even, you know, the Gateway Pundit may have gotten it from Breitbart. I don't know. But on my website, I have both Gateway Pundit and Breitbart, and their stories were in the, the front of the feed. So they came out around the same time. And uh, so, uh, so you know, they the story had broke, and then the gateway was was it, they they just had too much traffic there. They couldn't they couldn't keep the website up. It had crashed, and within my guess is within three or four minutes from the time I got the page loaded, because it took a while to load the page. But when it finally loaded, I refreshed to see the dollar amount, just curious within a couple of minutes how, how much, much it had gone yeah. up, and it was already crashed. Yeah. So uh, so there was no getting. I couldn't get back on the page the rest of the night. So uh, so they there was a lot of activity on Give, Send, Go last night uh, uh, right yeah, after so, the story. So Give, Send, Go instead of GoFundMe <laughs> from here on out for... Right. And I mean, people, if you wanna... I mean, uh, the fact that they can literally just go and steal people's money. And... Yeah, I got a feeling that's going to end up in court. Yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah, because I'm sure that there are um, uh, their terms of service do not uh, uh, prevent uh, people collecting money for truckers. I mean, I, I doubt very highly whether, uh, anyone's terms of service are going to cover them on that BS. Right. Uh, I'm sure that they had conversations with lawyers, but companies have conversation with many lawyers and still end up sued and losing. Mm -hmm. So, uh, right. I got a feeling that this one is going to cost, uh, uh, go fund go me fund a significant me a, amount, yeah. way far more than the nine right. million they're not not right now, but it will. Yeah, and if they thought that telling people that uh, they're going to give it to actual charities, uh, you know, legal and lawful charries or whatever their terminology was, people don't care now. Right. You. you well, and the, bo the bottom line, if I if I donated fifty bucks. To the truckers, I don't. That's exactly where I want it to go: is to help fund that freedom rally. I don't want it to go to any other charity, or I would have given it to that. Charity. I wonder if their terms say, you, by you donating this, there is the possibility that your donation could end up in some other charity. I doubt very highly whether that's a a highlighted portion of 
you know, the terms I, of service. Yeah, why would anybody donate money that a company could just take and give to somebody else? Right. And and who determines where it goes? Where it goes? Exactly. The same leftist who took away the the uh, freedom convoys money. That same leftist is who's going to determine where the money goes. Right. Who knows? Yeah, it should be. Rev- I'll tell you where it's it going to go. Right, the Black Lives Matter. Right, exactly is where it would go. Right, when it should be just refunded. If the, if that's what the stuff they want to pull, they should just refund it back to the person who donated it. Well, here's They've the thing: the is they know. We'll give you your money back minus the ten percent service. They know people aren't going to go through the the process of of asking for a return if they donated five ten bucks. So they know that they already know based on history about what percentage of people are going to get their money back. That's why the people, instead of going to that website, because they offered a link uh, in their statement, apparently, where people could go in order to ask for a refund. Request a refund even if you donated a dollar. I think a lot of people will in this case, though. No, don't ask for a refund. Just call Stop your credit charges, card company right. and yeah. and put a block on that charge. I mean, I, I, what, what do they call that? I said it earlier. I don't Why know, like a I stop payment or whatever. Well, I know, but what? But I don't know. I mean, <laughs> how? I mean, what if just that fast, a chargeback. Yeah, the chargeback. So do a chargeback and uh, and and let them eat a portion as a penalty for uh, taking your money. So if you donated. Just call your card company and tell them that you want to do a charge back on on that charge. That way it'll cost them in order to for you to take your money back. Yeah, amen. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's the way it should be. If they're going to cancel it, they should get smacked with a $1.5 million fee, mm-hmm. That, in my opinion. Yeah. Maybe they'll learn something from it. I mean, they already got charged a percentage for you paying with a credit card. Yeah. They get, they get you know, whatever that percentage is. That 3%. One, two, I three think it's 3% percent, in most cases. Some of them are even more, like uh, uh, American Express and that are even a little more than Visa MasterCard. But, but it doesn't matter. Smack them with that extra 3% on $10 million. That's a lot of percentage. Yes, it is. So yes, it is. smack them right upside yeah, the head. Yeah, but kudos, kudos to the Canadian truckers. Uh, I mean, it's definitely infectious uh, to see the enthusiasm and all the patriotism, and it's spreading across the globe. Yeah, and uh, there was a guy uh, on Red Pill who had called in from, uh, I think it was in Australia, and uh, he was talking about the the convoys in in uh, Australia and uh, about how inspirational they were even in Australia. Right. So, and you know what? I mean, this is the thing, you know, with the supply chain and stuff like, like that. I'm willing to go without for a little while. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, let, I'm not excited about it, but I know, I mean, I know it's causing an issue, but if that's what? us doing our small part to, I mean, most people by now with all this COVID BS should have a, a week or two weeks worth of staples built up in their home. That Toilet they can, paper, man. Yeah. 
Yeah, surely by now they learned their lesson from COVID. I'm sure their black eyes have healed from the last time they <laughs> right. stole all the damn toilet paper. Right, but I mean, you know, if, if that's our small contribution is to have to suck it up for a little bit, then so be it. And besides, here you can eat the snow, just don't eat the yellow snow. <laughs> right, yeah. That's a, that's a bad idea. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean... Uh, it really is, and look, I, I'm not in Canada. I got no pony in the show, except I'm anti-mandates as well. I mean, they're, A, unconstitutional, and uh, uh, B, they're uh, useless. Uh, they don't work. They only do harm, not good. What did the judge in Illinois say about the evil. about the mask? They'll get there. Evil. They are evil. Yeah, we will cover that in the second half for sure. But, But, yeah, I mean... Watching Viva Fry walk up and down the street just grabbing, you know, usually it's people who say, oh, my God, I love your stuff. And and uh, but he'll interview them and he'll ask them why they're there. And it's like it's it's the only the only thing that uh, uh, about freedom that we've uh, we've been able to grasp onto in the last two years. I mean, think about that. I mean. Think about living in uh, California for two years, because that's what it's like in Canada everywhere. So not just in California. See, I'm I'm spoiled in Ohio. Our tyrannical governor was only a tyrant for a few months, not not, uh, you know, two years now. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, I started calling him out early. And but, you know, it, it's a great showing of what happens when people come together of all backgrounds and just, you know, the standing up and just coming together and letting those people in charge know that there are more of us than there are of them. And they work for us, not the other way around, which we will also talk about in the second half you know what i just realized what did you just realize i think i put your cell phone upside down in the holder you did and it keeps turning on and i off. see that i just didn't know why it kept turning <laughs> on and off i just noticed that <laughs> oh my god well it's going to be impossible for you to reach a peak at the moment because her <laughs> phone keeps turning on and off uh but uh but yeah i mean it just watching the people uh, down there. And the media in Canada is, I mean, it's like CNN on steroids. And the reason is, is because Trudeau, the Canadian government, is literally paying the, <laughs> the stations and, and the reporters money for being loyal to the crown. Huh. Yeah. Now, the the interesting thing about that is Pelosi has been pushing the same thing here as a kickback for not printing misinformation to reporters and to agents, news agencies. Yeah. So, and I I understand that that's been brought back to life temporary or uh, recently and uh they're probably going to try to sneak it in something so but they're everybody's on it so uh i mean 
you know, all the good guys are already on it. They know what she's up to. So um, I, I think that there's enough people now uh, that are, uh, I, I guess you would call that America first now in Congress that they can't really get away with that sneaky crap anymore before it hits the public. You know, the uh, uh, especially the uh, MTGs and uh, Matt Gates and, mm-hmm. you know. So uh, I- I've kind of lost faith in um, uh, the curly-headed guy from Kentucky. Oh, Rand Paul. Rand Paul. Yeah, I've, I've lost before. complete faith in, in Rand Paul. He's a, he's a hack. I mean... I mean, he he talks a good game, but but he's just a fundraising. But the act. action behind it's yeah. not really there. Well, when you have uh, when you've been handed evidence of crimes being committed in uh, uh regarding uh COVID, then and you don't bring that up to the man who's breaking those laws in a committee hearing. Uh, to me, you're part of the problem. And that was the thing that Dr. Martin, who has done the research, he's given them the evidence, and uh, they don't even bring it up to uh, Fauci when he's in front of the Senate and House committees. They don't They don't even talk about it. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, I've given up on him. But yeah. as far as the truckers go... That is, uh, I mean, it really is amazing. And I, it, it reminds me of the, uh, we went to the Trump rally here in Ohio. Uh, when was that? June. Uh, June of last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was the most amazing thing. I mean, everybody there, uh, you know, they they were your... I, I'm not going to say best friend. Well, I am going to say was, it was like that. It was it like every like right when you're around like-minded people, even though you're you have differences and come from different backgrounds, it is a swell of pride and really companionship. You do feel like you're friends and almost like you know everybody there. Let me ask you something. Did you ever go to a uh, Frontiers Day? In Milford. When I was a kid, right, yes. Right. You remember walking around the Frontiers Day, uh, maybe a third of the people that are that were at that Trump rally, okay? Mm. And just look at the ground. At Not the that I remember. Garbage, too long ago. The beer, the plastic mm. beer cups, mm. the, the uh, I mean, uh, the, the, the uh, cotton candy <laughs> sticks on her... Uh, yeah, I don't really re- recall cube. that part of that. But there was none of that at the Trump rally. None. Because uh, that's what I'm saying. Everybody picks it? up after. the Everybody's respectful of one another. And There had to have been 20,000 But plus. it was a party atmosphere with lots of. Well, it was a. It was a old. Well, folks okay, party. an old people's party. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it I'll was a mature, <laughs> a mature folks right, party. Right, right. But you but, know, you had your people tailgating. You had your right, uh, which booth. is what I'm going to do right, next time. Right, I mean, we're going to be the, better prepared next time. Next time, I'm going to have the back hatch open, have my uh, canopy set up, the grill set up. You know, cooking hot dogs and and the whole thing, and and just having a good time. 
and because uh, that's what it was about. I mean, up until Trump, right? Up uh, until spoke. the rally starts, right? right. Yeah, and so. uh, it was just a good time. I mean, good people talking and uh, rallying. You know, right? I mean, it was uh, it was great, and uh, it, it was just a lot a of fun. Atmosphere. And I did a couple of the car rallies. Um, oh, the yeah, year before, yeah. before the election, and those were the same way. I mean, right. it was just so much fun, and you'd be driving, you know, you don't know the car in front of you, behind you, next to you, but it's just like everybody knew each other, and it, you know, it was just that, that swell of pride and community. The coming really together. Good. Right. Yeah. It was the, it, it, that, that was the whole thing, is here you are, you have your strong beliefs maybe not popular within you know a friends group or a family group but once you get there you're there with 20,000 other people who think just like you right and uh and not only that but but they have uh couth i mean they literally clean up after themselves they they literally don't uh trash everything that they come yeah, across. They, they literally don't burn anything down or or well and that's what they've the always said about you know about the trump rallies that are in coliseums the one we went to was right out it was at outdoor, a fairground right. but that people could leave their chairs and leave their umbrellas and leave their yeah stuff we did we talked about that yeah and they're still there when they come back you know that cracked me up because those chairs said things being stolen from you yeah. And yeah, but yeah, it happened even at the one we went to at right. the fairground. People just left their chairs before they went in, and yeah, yeah they, they just left them sit outside because out. they weren't allowed to take them in, or at least they, I guess right. they thought they weren't. Well, I don't think you were allowed. I, to I take don't think chairs. you could into the actual yeah. area where he was talking. We never went through the security check and stuff like that. Yeah, but, we broke the line. But I can imagine though, when you were if you were in line for hours, that you'd want a chair to sit in. And you either had to haul it back to the car. Oh, that's right. Yeah, those people <laughs> probably had their chairs, but they were inside. Right, the, yeah, right, we were outside right. with the jumbo drum. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, but they were sitting there, and they had been sitting there for <laughs> a few hours, and and nobody messed with them. I mean, it was just that atmosphere, and uh, uh, I never heard a, a derogatory word spoken except by Trump and talking about <laughs> Democrats. You know what I'm saying? I mean, right, right. Uh, talking about the uh, Well, hopefully we'll have another one this year and, to go to that's close enough for us to get to. Yeah, I would love to do a live a live thing from, from yeah, there. Yeah, that would be fun. And then uh, just talk to some And we know what to expect folks. this time. We'll be better prepared for the next one. Yeah. I'll say. Like, bring the chair. I'll say, because we decided to go to that one at, like, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. It was, like, 1 o'clock in the morning (laughs) that we decided. And we had to leave by, what, like, 5 in order to get there in time, (laughs) 5 in the morning or something. Yeah, that was not wise. Right. Yeah, we'll be better prepared next time. But we did it. All right, so uh, I think we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about something even more more cool and uh very american and uh maybe a way for you to generate some revenue (laughs) so we'll we'll be back right after this hey 
this is a peek beneath the surface and I want to invite everybody to please check out our website at a peek beneath the surface.com. It also acts as a social media platform. So while you can view it by just logging in, I want to encourage everybody to create a profile, connect with your friends, invite your friends. You can connect with me there. Feel free to post create a group. We've got lots of great information on there. I want this to be a resource for everybody as well. And we welcome your feedback. So check it out at a peek beneath the surface.com. that we should begin by uh, defining a surety bond. What exactly is a surety bond? I think the best way to describe a bond in general is to look at a bail bond because we're all so familiar with this, right? So if you have a friend who's thrown in jail and their bail is set at a million dollars, you don't have a million dollars. So the first thing you do is you go take out a bond. You might spend $5,000 to take out a bond. And when you do that, you're essentially agreeing into an agreement that you're going to put everything that you own on collateral your home, your car, your house, you know, your your life insurance or your life savings, I mean. And you're basically ensuring that this individual is going to show up to their court date on time. If they don't, the bond company becomes the collection agency because I am personally liable. I am carrying personal liability, right? Yeah. So what I don't think a lot of people realize is that every elected and appointed official throughout the country is bonded, meaning if they're going to carry a position of office and be a faithful servant that's what they are. They're servants to the people, then they have to carry a liability policy. Now, a lot of these people don't quite even realize that they're carrying a bond. You know, when you hear the term licensed, bonded, and insured, Mm -hmm. a lot of people forget that bond and insurance are two totally different things. In some cases, though, we're finding that these people are insured, but deep in the policy, they're bonded as well. So in the policy, it'll say, Oh, and by the way, people can file a claim against this liability policy and we'll cover it for up to nine million, but your deductible is five million. So uh, I, I, used to be, bond. I used to be a notary public and so I was I was bonded. Now, uh, under what circumstances can you file a claim against their bond? And does every public official have a bond? So, I mean, we're talking about like county sheriffs, uh, uh, county commissioners, uh, city councilmen, mayors. Is it across the board or is it special based upon the position? Well, they're supposed to be. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I think at some point in time, the people, we the people forgot that these guys can't just write their own laws. So we can kind of go back. And so you can you see state revised codes. And in many states, they've been revised so much. They've been washed out. You know what I mean? Like they're they're still there, but there's like an option or there's something like that. But in most states that we're finding, the state statutes still declare who's bonded and, you know, that they are required to hold this bond on file and it's public record and the public can ask for this record at any time and that they are legally responsible to give it to us. Um, So, Yes, every elected and appointed official is supposed to be bonded. Is there any, I I guess, anything that the public can do if they look into this and find out that their official is not bonded? I mean, uh, can you force them to become bonded? 
Well, you can certainly call them out. And this has become a smoke out operation, Zach. That's what I was kind of telling you at the beginning. Um, When we send in our Freedom of Information Act requests, and not not just the Freedom of Information Act, we're also citing the Sunshine Act and the state laws require that they provide us with these these, um, uh, public records. But um, we're finding out that many of these elected officials, supposedly elected, right, assuming our elections work, um, are actually not even carrying an oath out of office, meaning they have not signed their oath and they've never been sworn in, which means they should be considered vacant. The seat is completely vacant because they're not even signed in. And also, many of them are claiming they don't have a bond. Now, some of them are covered on a blanket policy. So in Arizona, they rewrote the rules in our state statutes. And they said, okay, everyone can carry the blanket bond under Governor Ducey at the statewide level. So at first, this was this sounded like a really difficult thing, a barrier for us to get over. But then we realized, oh, wait, that's one single point of failure for them. If we get a hold of that one five-page document, uh, we have every elected official's bond in the state, state elected official. Now, we're not talking now. everything's set up in zones. So you've got state, county, city, town. Mm-hmm. Okay. So sometimes they're under a county blanket policy. Sometimes they're under a state blanket policy. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that answers your question. We've been, we've got a lot of, of um, keyboard warriors, let's just say out seeking out this information. And it's kind of like going deeper into the matrix. And so to get that, that's a, a simple FOIA request to whichever principality it is that would be holding that bond. Yeah. Well, they try to play cat and mouse. So uh, we have on our website, bondsforthewind.com, you can go, so let's just break it down. There's three steps. Mm-hmm. One, you got to get a hold of their bond. Two, you got to send them a letter of intent to file a claim against their, their surety bond. Three, you have to file the claim if they don't meet your demands within a certain period of time. So the step one has been easy for some and harder for others because what they'll do is they'll play cat and mouse. We find that they're often called different names for these policies. Sometimes it's a surety bond policy. Sometimes it's a liability insurance policy. Sometimes it's a risk management. Sometimes it's called an ENO or an errors and emissions. So on our website, if you go to the bond letter request examples, we have one for every state citing your state statutes and every possible name they could call it under the sun so they can't lie to you. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I I see you have a step-by-step guide leading people through how to do this. So does the process change significantly from state to state or from city to county? Is it, it or is this basically like a, 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 a something that you can blanket out in pretty much everywhere? Well, it's the same three steps that I just gave you, mm-hmm. but it's tricky to get the bonds. So that's yeah. why we set up separate telegram channels for each state so that people can come together, share notes, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Work as teams, work as groups, um, write their letters of intent together, state cite their own state statutes. Because when you do form the letter of intent, usually you're listing all the violations, state violations, uh, federal violations, and international violations. So you obviously have to cite your own state uh, violations when you send that letter. Okay. And so obviously you have to have a public official who has committed some breach of public duty, some uh, law that they've broken, uh, you know, disregarding whatever their oath is supposed to be, you know, who they're supposed to be representing. And I want to be very clear. This is a nonpartisan issue, correct? I mean, this doesn't have to be just about exposing dirty Democrats. I mean, it's also about exposing corrupt Republicans. Yes, yeah, it's, it's calling them to court. Yeah, it's saying to them, "Look, you carry a personal liability. I don't care what 
bribes you're taking or what racketeering is happening right now, you carry personal liability to the people. It's not to your handlers. Mm -hmm. What's happening in the school systems is that, especially in the state of Arizona, the third round of ESSER funding came from the Biden administration, and they basically gave them over $2 billion and every single um, um, district accepted these, these bribes in exchange for pushing more strict mask mandates, right. vaccine clinics. Um, they, they also continue to push this contact tracing and segregation among kids. They're pushing, they're even agreed to bring in uh, social workers to help push their agenda, as well as testing clinics or testing locations for this flu. So at the end of the day, it's absolutely as if they're taking bribe money to continue to push an agenda. And yeah. when you say they have to have violated something in their oath, yeah, they're all practicing medicine without a license. There we go. <laughs> it's a pretty good one. Okay, and we're back. Hey, uh, that was uh, Mickey Clan, and uh, she's with uh, bondsforthewind.com. She started it. Uh, she's kind of a, uh, I guess what some people would call a, a tinfoil hat wearer who uh, didn't like what she was seeing. And uh, she created a website that she started uh, documenting these types of things. Uh, you know, the, the not necessarily with the bond stuff, but I mean, uh, you know, like the mandates. And even before that, with uh, other things that are con you know, considered conspiracy theories. And uh, she she started it, and I guess in order to document for people who were naysayers. I mean, you, it's easier to send somebody to to watch your thought process than it is to explain. Exactly. Kind of like somebody else you know. Right, which is uh, how A Peak Beneath the Surface dot com became a came about right so uh so a pete could have a place where she could uh post her uh thought processes <laughs> exactly yeah so uh when you go there you'll see a whole different kind of mind thing going on it's not there. that bad it's oh. nothing like what it used to be <laughs> i need to get it back to its roots oh no <laughs> so. oh no but anyway, your website has roots. Yes, it, it it had roots on Facebook. Oh, yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, bonds for the wind, for the win, not the wind. We don't want the bonds blowing in the wind. <laughs> for the win. Uh, dot com. That's uh, that's uh, Mickey's website, and uh, well, I, I guess it's Mickey's, and I guess she has a team or uh, volunteers or whatever, and. Um, they have um well i mean as you heard you can you can uh you can force uh those people that you elected to uh do what you told them what you uh elected them to do and uh you can do it uh in a way that was designed to keep them in line right designed specifically law. for that reason right. and to kind of remind them that they in most cases took an oath and they work for us right 
But, I mean, you can't just do it because, uh, you know, they have too many peanut butter and jelly launch days. Right. Yeah. Uh, you have, they have to be breaking a law right. or a policy. something that or, they have violated. Right. And, you know, in the case that, you know, they're they're focused on right now is these school boards with the mac the mask mandates and the vaccine mandates and the you know a, agenda and then you know essentially taking bribes from the Biden administration and being financially compensated to enforce these policies on our kids and the teachers and the staff well actually they're being bribed Exactly. In order to get this, uh, whatever, one point, was it one point something billion dollars for all the schools, in order to get your portion of that, you had to agree to set up uh, uh, jab locations at the school. You had to mask the kids, You ha- and you had to uh, uh, put all of these policies in place in order to receive that money receive that funding right exactly so uh what the schools did was is they said okay we'll do that and it does it doesn't even matter whether your school board agrees or disagrees with the mask mandates they may all disagree with it but in order for them to receive that money they have to do it so they're being bribed you don't know whether the teachers actually believe that the masks work or that they believe any fake science that's out there that says they do. You don't know that for sure because they're bought. They have to say yes in order to keep that money from the uh, the uh, COVID Act or what? what what's yeah, it called? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't even remember what it's called. But, but yeah, in most cases, the teachers are following orders. But it's the the superintendents and you know the the higher ups that have agreed, but they are all bonded. And if you have a valid complaint, that you can take that and file against their bond and ser- have them served, and they are personally liable, financially liable, and in most cases that have been presented so far the people who have brought this against their bond have won because these people can't afford to pay out a million two million three million dollars they don't have the funding so and because of that then they will you know whatever it is they'll end the mask mandates so that they don't have to pay up so the idea this is not really a get rich you know the idea isn't to get rich get rich off of it the idea is to get them to do their job and stop mandating unconstitutional policies but here's the thing if you don't have the law uh behind you meaning if you can't show that they are violating law whether that be state local or international law uh if you can't show that, then it's for not. So if you just go in there and say, you know, uh, I'm going to file a claim against your bond because you won't scratch my belly on Thursdays, that's not going to work. Okay? Right. That's not legit. Right. That's You're bogus. not going to get paid. So 
Uh, the point, though, with uh, the, the people that are doing the school boards is obviously they don't want to penalize their school district, um, you know, financially. But that's the beautiful thing about bonds is that you're not touching the school district. You are literally filing uh, against a surety bond that they personally hold. So their decisions can actually be held against them personally. So now you've eliminated the court system, at least at that level. Now, if the, the uh, uh, bond company doesn't, you know, honor the, you know, the bond, then that's, that's you're taking the bond company to court to get, you know, them to comply. But the bond company... If they've not worked out the difference, they're not a judge. They, you know, they don't, they're not going to judge over it. Did you take care of these uh, claims against your, your bond? No. Well, then we're going to, we're going to pay the, the, uh, the surety bond. We're going to pay it and we're coming to get your house and whatever you put up as collateral for that bond we're coming to get from you and uh and they get to charge double the the fee that it costs them up to double the fee that it costs them to collect that so you know if they had to pay somebody two thousand dollars to you know hire somebody to go tow your cars and to, to foreclose on your house and all those legal fees and that they're they're entitled to in in some states up to twice that amount so uh that they can claim from that person so not only would they have to pay in many cases a million or more dollars uh in uh, uh to the person who filed the claim but <laughs> they make that extra that extra money on right. top and, and that that liability is per claim, exactly. And, and in most cases, and you can go to the website bondsforthewin.com, and you can they've got information for every state available. But you can actually see some video because they of course encourage the um, videotaping the serving of the of the papers and. You know, in a lot of these cases, there's like five charges against them. And then for every individual that files against these bonds, that is a different incident. Right. So, so if <laughs> their bond is a million dollars, if 20 parents got together and served them on the same day, that's a million for each. So, and for each count, I think too, for each no, no, like no. charge. Just, oh no, it's just per person. It's okay. your your count. It that one lady. It's I not had really five count. different things. So and yeah, I but it's not really a count. Some, it's a all. list of right. demands. Right. So uh, ways that you've been harmed. Right. And they're only going to pay up to a million per claim. And so, you want to give them a, a reasonable amount of time to correct it, you know, and they were using the example of five days. So I'm, I'm saying that these are my issues. You've got five days to correct them or I'm filing against this bond. Yeah, there are only three steps. I mean, first is find out where their bond is. 
so you can serve you know the claim against the bond so you need to know where their claim is and that is uh, uh public information so you have to you know either find a treasurer in you know maybe if you're county right, it might or, take some work and tracking right. it down but it's out there and publicly available information right and they have to give it to you now they may request that you you know you do a FOIA or you know in writing it's going to be obviously different in every state but it should be simple enough to look that information up at the you know county or state level where they could just give you the name of the company you know that they're using and uh uh so i mean it would you would think that they would just give it to you over the phone but you know how government is but anyway uh so you get the bond find out where the bond is then you you uh serve the initial uh what did they what did she call that when you she goes to when you yeah, go to well, you got to serve them with the pay, the, right. the so, fact that you've got a complaint right. or that you've yeah, got an a, issue, there's a whatever term on it there. is. But anyway, you 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 have to serve them with your demands. Uh, you know what what they've done and this is what, what you've you done, expect and this to, is how you can how they can fix it. Right? No, it's not really how it's the, uh, demands. Right. I mean, you're right. saying this, this is, is what I'm going to accept. And this is right. what I want you to do. And then the third one would be to file the claim. So there are only three steps with the uh, the bond company. So uh, and there's no cost on your part. Well, it you, all gets charged to the. It all depends. I right, mean, if I you mean, have to do certified to right, somebody who won't accept. Right, right exactly. Yeah. But I mean, you know. Like it's one of the outside of your gas money to drive to right. serve the papers or whatever, and maybe you got to make copies. So we're not talking about the nitpicky stuff right. like that, but but if you need a process server, that I think they said that's like seventy five bucks and you know stuff like that. But I think the sheriff actually offered until they found out where she was serving the papers that right sheriff, they didn't want to go up sheriff, against the right. superintendent. And the sheriff's district. department offered to do the serving for nothing to. Uh, to one of the people who did it but ended up uh when they found out who it was going to the superintendent of schools yeah, they, they chickened out yeah they, they chickened out. out but this is i mean it's a great tool and a great um avenue for people to take action and then and then not even just at the school board level but all of our elected officials but it, but the beauty of it is it was specifically designed to do exactly what it's being used to do. When a tyrant gets out of control, you have a way to pull that, check that tyrant. And it's just another uh, check and balance in within the government that they knew would happen eventually. And it's happening now. Uh, where people are just completely lawless. And for what? bribes money right. they're being literally being bribed right. just like everything else follow as a the matter money. of fact the people who have done this have put in their uh their demands that they are or their violations of the law is that they are being bribed to break the law by by masking kids when they have no legal authority to do it right right well, and I thought it was interesting. She told the story of the 
the one school district where she had asked, uh, they had asked um, to see where all those funds were spent. And I just thought that was excellent. I mean, you know, the money that you're getting. That was one of her demands. Right. Was well, that, actually, it was two demands. Right. Two yeah. It's yeah. like I, we want the disclosure of where the funds are going. We had the one lady said she and believe it, the parents are going to want to do a complete audit of that money. Mm-hmm. And uh, but uh, the one that was on Red Pill 78 last night, and I will put the, the video or a link to the video uh, in the show notes. But uh, she actually uh, uh, requested the in her documents requested the. uh information of where all that right, money, right. money was spent. Yeah. And so, found out it was getting spent on stadiums and bleachers and salaries. How about and, that? Right. Nothing to do with COVID. You why, know, or, why would or they need to health? pay people? <laughs> why would they need to pay people with that COVID money uh, when there was no school in? Exactly. And well, no sporting events and no, right. Nothing was went, nothing went well, let I, me I tell- shouldn't say nothing, but from what what was talked about, it was none of it made its way to the benefit of the students. Yeah, I don't. I, well, I don't know. I mean, bleachers in, would the be initiative, the initiative, right? Right, right. It had nothing to do with COVID. <laughs> right, it had nothing to do with well, the, the health sure, and well-being of the students. Well, they never really said what all the money was. They right. were just naming the things that had absolutely nothing right, to do with right. COVID. That's true. But That's true. but we know for a fact that they used it in order to create those those uh, vaccine. Uh, clinics, clinics and, and stuff right, in yeah. the school. We know that because that was part of the the only way you could get the money was mm-hmm. if you created those and mass the kids, which both are against the law. I mean, there you literally you cannot. The school can't do that. Uh, the The parents are in full control of the kids' education. Uh, regardless, and that they are not medical professionals, right. so they have no business even making those mandates. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, anyway, they have on the website yeah. they have all of this paperwork. Right. So they have everything you need. Um, maybe not necessarily for your state, and uh, they definitely don't have all the states and they don't uh, have every school district and, and stuff like but that but they have the paperwork right. that you can download in i i believe it's pdf of all the the like the nuremberg codes all the things that uh you know go for everybody uh, uh because they're international or they're federal uh those laws that they're breaking, they have all those those papers, so you don't even need that. You just need to find the violations of your state law, and uh, that can easily be found just by doing a, a web search. Right. I found in Ohio, if you are specific enough in your search, you can find the Re- Ohio Revised Code for anything uh, in it. Yeah, so definitely um, check out that website, and then... You know, find the find the one for your state as well, and those are all there. Yeah. Also, if you're on Telegram, if you just type in uh, uh, "bonds for the win" and then put you know the little hyphen in there, and then put your state, there's already a group because uh, Mickey created a group for all 50 states, 
And uh, so there's already a group there and probably already has, because Ohio's had quite a few members already in it, 300 or something, I think, already. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean, uh, uh, get with other people who are doing it, too. I mean, here's the thing. Every person in the school district, every parent, has the right to do, to file these. So don't just leave it to one. If an if a surety bond company received twenty of the exact same things, uh, that I mean, how likely is right. that going? I mean, it, it's going to be. I mean, it, it's going to be detrimental, and. Uh, also, when you're doing it, because uh, I found this interesting, was make sure that you check them, that there is a signed oath. Oh, for yeah, all they did of mention the, that, too. Right. right. Because they're finding that in some states, the, the people who are in elected positions, they don't have... Not they all can't of them. find the oath that has to be signed along with their bond... That those two things have to be done, and if they're not, you can't hold that. That seat is automatically void, meaning if they never signed an oath, uh, you know, the oath of office, if, if they don't have a signed oath and they don't have a bond, they're not really that, uh, in that position that they, they were elected to because it's void. It's null right. without them. So make sure that there's a signed oath, and and I mean, if these are, you know, elected like superintendents or whatever, if these are elected positions. Mm-hmm. You may find out that half of them aren't really. You may find <laughs> out that you're serving. Yeah. You might not have an actual authentic school board. <laughs> or yeah, I mean, if they're elected positions, you may not. You may not have a an entire board of education at all in mm-hmm. your town. So there would be nobody in those spots. So uh, yeah, that's another thing you should check. But again, I'll I'll leave the link uh, in, in the show notes. But I you really need to check this out because th- this is what was put in place by whomever that had the forethought that this might happen. This was put into place for this very thing. The federal government is buying off your school boards, and they're sucking up the cash. And so now it's time to use what was the tools that were given to us in order to hold them personally responsible. Absolutely. No court needed because you can personally hold them responsible. Now, with that said, there was an Illinois judge, apparently some parents, in 140-plus. I'll let you explain. Yeah, so there were over 100 school districts that I don't remember how it actually came before a judge, but... Um, it was the mask mandate. But, you know, it, it was over um, 100 school, school districts in the state of Illinois, and it went before the judge, and the judge threw out the mandates and said that the mask mandates were evil. Literally said that the mandates were evil. Quote yep. evil. Right. And so 
I don't know how many total school districts there are in Illinois, but that Somebody was a start it was for a like hundred something, something you know. Yeah. So uh, I mean, that's Almost a start. Half. That's a step in the right direction. Right. And the fact that that was done by a judge will only give more leverage against the remaining school districts. Exactly. I mean, what'll happen is, is if the other school districts don't comply, they'll just end up in court too, like this one did, and then they'll have that judge's decision to use as fodder for the cause. So, uh, I mean, that's that's good news, but they could have done something much more uh, a easier, b cheaper. And see, you don't have to wait for a court to decide. See, the problem with courts is that there's somebody in the middle who mm-hmm. may not have your same, uh, uh, your right. same well, scruples. And, it, and it's lengthy. <laughs> it's yeah, it's length. It's a lengthy process. Right. This is, you know, five days mm-hmm. <laughs> or seven days. Right. Whatever you give the board. To comply, right, and and with what bonds for the win have done so far is they've set it up to where it, it's very easy for anybody to do it. You don't have to have a lawyer involved. You don't have to have all this specialty knowledge. But the good thing is, if you just type in bonds for the win on on any search engine and click videos, well, I should say on uh, Brave, the Brave browser. Uh, because I, I never checked it on Google, but when you type that in and you click video, you get like two or three videos of people who have done it. Right. So you can literally witness what they did at a school board me- meeting. In yeah, order- a lot of and these I'm parents, they, the they just show, yeah, they just show up at the school board meeting. They sign up for their time to talk. They get up and say, this is what's happening. And here you're being served. Right. <laughs> Here's what you did. Here's what I expect, and when they when they gleefully say your time's up, that's when you serve them. Yeah, and uh, they'll uh, bitch. And it's part of the public record too, because most of the school board meetings are being recorded. That's right. So they're being recorded. Well, not only that, but people are like. They right. got their oh, cell yeah. phones yeah, out absolutely. and and, and videotape. And you've got all those witnesses. Right. Right. To back you up. And uh, you serve them right there at the board meeting, and uh, they're they're on the clock from that day on. So they have you've told them what you expect. You expect no less. This is what I expect, and you have five days to comply. And uh, then you go you go to the the bond company and you file your claim. However, that process takes place. And uh, there you go. You've you've done it. In yeah, it's three pretty genius. Steps. Pretty genius, actually. It, you know, it it's funny. As simple as that is, it was genius in order to keep people from being uh, uh, accepting bribes and and breaking the law. I mean, it, people that have been elected to their position, whether it was right. through cheating or not. <laughs> It doesn't matter if they're not following the law or the policies or whatever, and you're being harmed, and in this case, their kids are being harmed, and, uh, you know, you have a way to uh, solve Well, and it's not, it's not like um, they're going to actually voluntarily 
offer up to we the people and the parents how to fight back against it. Actually, some of these school districts had that they talked about had zero idea what they were talking about when they called up to get the information on the bond. That's what's so funny. Is yeah, because they're getting kind of blindsided like, what? What's that? What? I'm personally they don't, they liable? They act like it's nothing. They act like it's absolutely nothing. And, uh, I mean, they, they keep their smug attitudes and everything until they talk to the, an attorney, right. the city attorney or whatever. And then they're like, uh, yeah, you need What that. did those attorneys say? <laughs> oh, the ones, they were joking, but they were like, oh, we need more beer and heroin or something. Beer and heroin. <laughs> they, they were screwed. They knew yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. That, that they, I guess their, their uh, suggestion was to give in to the demands because they're screwed yeah they're kind of so, like yeah you got to do what they want you to do there's no way out <laughs> yeah and and here's what's telling about that is that there are at least two attorneys because the guy that said it had to be talking to somebody right uh <laughs> that uh they know that what they're doing is illegal the attorneys mm -hmm. for that school board knew what they were doing was illegal See, this is what mm -hmm. is shocking to me. If they know that what they're doing is illegal and that they have no way out of it, what? Why are are they fighting this stuff in court when Good they question. know that it's illegal? I understand everybody deserves a defense, but a defense is something that's defensible, not not obvious. Uh, and if you're an attorney and you're I guess the lawyers client, are bought and paid for too, right? Yeah. There you go. So uh it comes down to who's got the better lawyer. Yeah, now you know now yeah. So now you understand why uh people hate lawyers. Mm -hmm. So uh So yeah, that uh, I mean if you if you have a few minutes, watch the first half of that red pill video and uh I'll actually put a link to the the other videos that are out there and available to 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 uh uh, embed into the website because uh, there are only a handful but uh um there are people who are doing this so uh i mean it, you this was given to us in order to use it for this very thing uh and uh i think i think more people need to do it now like i say i'm in ohio and those mask mandates have long gone by the wayside so well aren't they still in the schools though some of them there are some schools still required to wear them in school i don't even know to be honest i don't know but my but kids are at, you know college age and above so right so but i mean even if that were the case if they're not mandatory i don't care if the the thing is you know, it's not mandatory, but we suggest you wear them. I don't care. I right. Mean, I mean, if, if somebody wants to wear, wear one, wear, wear one. Right. Just don't make me wear one. Don't make my kids wear uh, right, one. Right. Right. I mean, you, you know, if, if somebody... And then don't shame them if they don't, <laughs> too. That's another thing. You hear, you heard about that thing in California, right? Those students? Uh, oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. Man, those kids rock. Yeah. There was... I uh, didn't hear what happened, but I well, did there was see a, handful a video of, kids. of them... There was it one, maybe a, a couple of others who decided they weren't going to wear a mask. By the time the the stuff hit the fan, there were a hundred students who refused to wear masks. 
they locked him in the gym and turned the uh, heat or air condition to the, the kids. Yeah, they locked oh, them in the gym. Oh my gosh, I did not know about that. They locked a hundred of them and they had them all in chairs six feet apart. Oh my gosh. You know, gosh. in lines. And uh, so they, and they, they propped tables up against the doors. Oh. Yeah, they oh. had pictures. The kids had pictures on their cell phone. But here's what happened. Uh, like, um, they, yeah, they can't do that, can they? <laughs> yeah, apparently. Because the cops were called. And they sent the, uh, the uh, what do they call those officers that are in the schools? Oh, now? yeah, the, whatever, the discipline yeah. officer, uh, whatever. Know, whatever, they always, yeah. they, they, the resource officer. Resource, officer, resource yeah. officer. So they sent the resource officer in, and uh, he gave the okay, so the cops didn't come. But but some, one of the parents had called. Uh, because I guess somebody, one of the kids called and said they... Uh, yeah, hey, they've well, got us the, locked in the gym. And what they, one of the teachers said, apparently, it was in quotes, was that, uh, you know, let them freeze or whatever. So they had it in quotes in the in the article. So, so anyway, when the school was over, they all marched to the Board of Education. And the parents were all lining the street. And, you know, clapping for them yeah. and, you know, stuff like that. So I can't imagine what school was like today. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, not so today, I missed all of that. obviously, but it's going to be end yeah. up being Monday. But but uh, school Monday is not going to be pleasant in that town. Mm, so this all happened yesterday then. Yeah, or, it was yeah, yeah, Friday. Well, it was whatever. either Thursday well, or Friday. I the, read it on the, Friday. Okay, within the past couple of days. And uh, I'll actually post that. But uh, it was okay for them to barricade all these kids into the gym, lock them into a gym without masks, without masks, and turn off the heat. Now wait a minute. What if there was a fire? It was in California. Okay, whatever. I'm pretty sure it's just turned. The, they the turn off the air up. or the no, AC. No, they turned it up. Oh, okay. It, they were freezing them out. Oh, freezing them out. I so see. I, uh, how do you freeze somebody out in California? Yeah, I, I guess, guess you would AC. turn the AC yeah. up. Yeah, but what if there was a fire? Wouldn't that have been a violation? Those doors being blocked, I would, I would guess those doors being blocked. Fire code would actually be a violation. And the funny thing is, is they've got tons of pictures of it, Uh and uh, that it was done on purpose. So my guess is somebody maybe could sue them there's some kind of liability in that you would think you would think that somebody who had you know a couple of thousand dollars to pay an attorney might be able to get them a payday mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah you might think you would think all right mm-hmm. so another great show i think we're going to wrap this thing up right here right now right now okay uh, not right now. <laughs> Uh, we want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, sorry we missed last week, but, uh, you know, uh, stuff, stuff happens. happens. And, uh, life. Yeah, life. Well, this was, it was my Technology. fault. Technology. It was Technology. my fault. I should have uh, been Maybe checking. it was the fault of the cold weather, too. It was definitely the cold weather. Yeah. That's what I'm blaming it on. Well, yeah. Anyhow. Uh, thanks for listening, and, uh, you know, we're on BitChute and Rumble, and oh, by the way, we are actually on Apple iTunes now. Wow. I, know. I don't have an iPad. I so hate it doing it. <laughs> me, or I couldn't care less. But, but there are people we're on who a new, do have new platform, though. So Yay. if you're watching it and you want to subscribe to us on iTunes, you can do that now. 
the uh, website podcast.takingitback.us is where you can get the show notes and see all the videos of what we're talking about here with uh, uh, Bonds for the Win. And uh, I'll put uh, Viva Fry's last uh, live stream up there also for you to look at. And uh, that way you can click on it and subscribe to him And uh, if you're on Rumble. And, uh, oh, he's on YouTube, too, so I'll I'll put that on there also so you can subscribe to him wherever you're at. And, uh, again, if you need to contact us, we've got the links on the, on the uh, website. And, uh, again, I, I mean, we love the enthusiasm, the listeners and stuff like that. Uh, feel free to comment on the website. If you've got an opinion about the show, uh, post it in there. We... We uh, we hope uh, a lot of people get on there and start uh, putting their yeah. two cents in on uh, what we're talking about. Absolutely. So uh, I guess we'll see you next week. We'll see you then.